Wow! Free in the pod. <laughs> hey, we're back. Hello, hello, hello. Um, camera's positions differently, as we always do. We have this is for the green up. screen. This you is know for what? The green screen, I'm going to show you where we do- put the camera. I'm going to start showing you each week our setup. Um, yeah, <laughs> so. it's a thing we do uh, most of the weeks. We do show you the uh, camera setup. I'll add, I'll add this into the edit, I will say. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very special episode of the Filmmaker's Hour podcast. Because we have a very special guest! Woo! This is Tom James, our editor! Oh, hello, folks. It's uh, it's nice to be here uh, for the very first time, and it's going to be quite surreal seeing myself in the edit as well. I'll say as that's well. What, that's why I... Uh, I've, I've, I've love this episode. <laughs> because it's it's going to be like, so weird editing your own self. Uh... But I guess what you, that's what YouTubers go through all the time. Yeah. So we've got some interesting topics on this um, episode. It's all going to be about editing. Yes. But the first, of course, Mr. Gibbs, if you want to introduce yourself in a few words. To the people who might not know you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was, I was teasing Super. Well, good news, everybody. Uh, my yeah, name is uh, Mr. Mr. Evan Alexio, BBC. I am the baby Simon. <laughs> okay, we need to stop this. <laughs> All right then. So uh, for those that are tuned in and haven't seen this face before, then hello, I'm Tom Gibbs. I am the regular editor for Filmmakers Hour. Um, I take in the footage from the, the show each week. I, I edit it down and I sort of add the title sequences and credits in um, for the boys each week. Uh, and now I edit things like this on the regular, um, but I'm also involved with audio production and I'm looking to go into voiceover work as well. Yes. So that would be good fun. As Brilliant can, stuff. As you can tell, Mr. Gibbs has an amazing voice and he's my minion as well. Mignon. I am a minion. <laughs> You're too I'm guru. You're too kind. <laughs> So, so amazing. Amazing, amazing stuff. And obviously you've got returning heroes, Evan yeah. and Thomas. Um, yeah, me and Tom share the same name. We do. There's, there's, a, there's a little bit of an army of us, it would seem. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, well, I think about 50% of people I know in the media industry at the minute are just Tom. <laughs> it's weird because like, I can be like, okay, I'll call him Tom and him Gibbs, but his name is Tom Gibbs. It is. It is. <laughs> so it's like, oh my god! It's like as soon as I was born, it was like, right, your name. It's a calling card. It's your destiny to go into media production. I'm so lucky. There's like no Evans in my, in our place. It, you cannot <laughs> find an Evan in this in this university. I don't know why. Cool. Not too sure. This is the other. You are the first Evan I think I've ever properly met. And the last. And the last. I will kill what? them all. <laughs> I will exterminate them. Oh Do you God. know Evan Peters? No, you don't. <laughs> I'll anymore. take his role. Bye-bye, Evan Bye, Peters. Evan Peters. <laughs> There's only a Mr. BBC round here. <laughs> it's only one BBC. Uh, so, yeah, today we're going to talk, I mean, a lot about editing. Um, who, who, where do you want to, guys? Where do you want us to begin? Uh, I was thinking, let's, let's just get our list up of things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, my nose is like killing me. I'm not doing this. This is not a bit. This is not a bit. I'm just a humble man. That's definitely not. I'm just a humble man. A humble man that works for the BBC. Do you see this shiny? Stop. I'm you know what? We're not, we're not doing suits again because. The moment I put because, the suit. Because this is, this is the problem. You put the suit on and you go all wacky. It's simple. No, it's not wacky. This it's is the not power. the suit show. This is the editing show. The power goes we'll through my head. We'll do a suit. But you know what we should do? <laughs> Tom, actually, my first question is, what do you wear when you edit? What do I wear when I edit? I'll be honest, when I'm editing, if I'm at home, usually for a lot of my editing, yeah. um, and when I'm at home, I like to very much be sort of very casual and, and lazy with my clothing. And so sure. a, lot, a lot of people in demon media know me for dressing up quite sort of agriculturally let's say you know I'm, I'm quite known for not having a sense of dress that sort of really fits in with the city um but when i'm at home i like to go casual i like to just have a t-shirt on and there's a pair of shorts that i wear only when i'm at home mm. because they're they're sort of like super baggy super comfortable um that i can just sit in and edit for what an hour two hours four hours um yeah. whether that's not just filmmakers out but that's whether it's just with any kind of editing work um so i did work for an interview recently alongside the um filmmakers hour content uh, and that was good for me to just sort of sit down and um, you know look at the clock and it's four hours has gone by I'm like oh nice 
Um, I will admit that I have edited in my boxes before. <laughs> I, I was about to say that. Come on. For convenience's sake, like, you know, it has like, happened before. Yeah. When we edit at home, who else is going to see us? <laughs> it's, all, it's all fun and games until you get a knock on the door. And then that's where you're like, oh, I can't get cloak, you know, get no, dressed. No, no. And... <laughs> it's, it's all fun and games until you notice the tweets icon is on the top corner. And you're like, ah, oh, it doesn't say live. It's all fun and games until you realize you're on the editing post, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Hold on, wait a minute. What do, uh, of course, the, the question goes out to the wide room because we both have done editing. What do you wear when you edit Mr. Jackson? It, it depends on what mood. There's three things. Sometimes I'm on the move. Like I don't always edit just at home. I'll be editing like when I'm traveling. So then I'll just be wearing like what I'm wearing, um, which is normally like jeans, T-shirt. Um, it's when I'm at home, it's usually joggers, unless I'm on one of them sort of days where I'm like, I want to get up and dress because the thing is when you're editing at home, I sometimes want to get in that sort of fra- mindset that I'm at work, not like sort of just sitting around. Yeah. So sometimes like for me, it's like putting on the right things matter. But sometimes I'm just like, yeah, joggers, no T-shirt on. Uh, personally, the lighter the better. E- even when I'm at work, because yeah. sometimes uh, we have to edit it, edit something at work. It usually is frantically. So basically they'll be like, oh, edit this clip. You have like, what, two minutes, 40 seconds? So I have, there's nothing. I just, I have the jacket off either way inside the studio. So I'm just like, when I'm at home, I want to be relaxed. Even when I'm at the library, I don't care. I will show up in sweatpants just to be cozy and just have time and edit that. I think like comfort, comfort's number one when I'm editing. Yeah. <laughs> because like the job is the editing. I think that it's important to it's important to be comfortable in the clothing that you wear because you'll be, as I mentioned, you'll be there for many hours of the, the day or week. Um, and so you don't want to spend every five minutes sort of going like, you know, like reaching behind your shirt and doing like yeah. itching or anything like that. You want to be comfortable with what you wear. So how do you guys approach editing then? So, so, so you're setting up for a project. Do you do it all in one go or do you sort of dip and dab it in and out? depends on the scale of the project i think if i'm working with something like filmmakers hour which is quite a lot um, you know it's the longest project i'm working with by Mm. far with each um, with each edit um i'll often split that into two parts so i'll work on it for a good chunk of time come back to it or get to a certain milestone within the episode and come back for it or take a break you know have a shower do lunch whatever you need to just take your mind off it Mm. uh, or work on another project and then come back to it another time and then sort of finish off the last sort of 30 minutes or so. But when it's that sort of thing, I like to split up my workload, for sure. It does help with sort of, you know, because then you come back to it with a different frame of mind sometimes and a new vision yeah. a new vision on yeah. whether something works or whether it doesn't and that sort of thing. Yeah, sometimes you need that sort of time away. I, I, I sometimes go for like a little walk. I, I, I normally edit in like 20-minute blocks and then go do something. Like normally it's like social media posting for Dream Visual and then I'll edit and then I'll do that and I'll... So I'll go back and forth on loads of different tasks because like um, when I'm editing, I really want to give it all my attention. And I feel like sometimes, you know, if you if you start losing attention, you start just being a bit sloppy and it might be worth just having a little walk around, you know, re reevaluate. <laughs> what about yourself? So I it's a weird thing because I'm the complete opposite. I'm a one and done kind of guy. You're one like, and done. If, start if, to finish, straight yes, up. Yes. Yeah. If it has to take hours, it will take hours because I know if I take a minute off, I, I there's a chance I might not come back to the project. Uh, yeah. I can get carried away <laughs> yeah. very easily. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even my laziness. That used to be the case. But the last two years, it's busyness. There's always something coming up. There's always something happening. So I'm like, damn. Unless it's something super important, like a telephone, a phone call from my partner or something like that. I'm not going to interrupt it. I'm going to go to the end. However, I'm also that weirdo. I don't know if you guys do that as well, that uh, I love multitasking. So when I edit, I usually either put a podcast playing on behind or music. Have you Mm. ever done that? A couple of times. If it, if the focus for me is because I do a lot of audio work as well. If it's very well, much... one thing about video editing, yeah. If you're yeah. doing audio editing, it's impossible. Yeah. With audio editing, I've got to be in that critical mindset where I've got yeah. to listen in. Um, but I'll be honest. If I'm working with interviews um, for video you know, for video content or for podcasting stuff, I can't really work with music. Ooh. It's got to be because I've got to I'm sort of 
focus on what what's being said in what moment and if there's a song with some like cool lyrics that comes on then i can sort of i sometimes i like intermingle the two and i get so yeah. confused so easily that's uh i had that issue with uh, studying for university i couldn't study mm. with uh, lyrics and writing like a report or an essay so I, I, that's why i resorted to lo-fi because i'm like it's just beats yeah. So uh, ever since that I learned that secret, I'm like, yes, because lyrics distract me, yeah. I suppose a bit similar to Tom, but mine's more like what part of the process I'm in. If I am, so a lot of the approach I do, like say, if it's multicam, loads of footage to manage. If I'm just assembling like the folders and getting sort of all the footage and doing my organization stuff, I'll usually have like a podcast in the background. I find if I have Netflix on, though I do sometimes do it, I find you can sometimes slip away because there's a vi- another visual thing. You can slip away and just watch YouTube videos yeah. while sitting oh, with yeah. the editing. And so I always try and think, unless I'm giving myself like a treat, I'm like, you know, you listen to some podcasts and normally it's about something to do with media industry or business or or sometimes it's just like science books. But like um, music, sometimes I listen to, but not as much as I would listen to a podcast. Um but again, like sometimes you get really focused in and like you don't want to hear anything else. You want to just full on just be frame by frame, like, particularly when I'm working like a complicated like graphic or transition or, the, you know, I just want to just focus on that. Yeah. So it'll put your full focus towards it. I completely understand. OK, I have a question for the room. Yep. Yeah. Favorite editing software. It can be either video, audio, photography, whatever you want. OK. Uh, my favorite ones by far, because I'm like, I, yeah. I don't know, I uh, give you some time to think. Um, I'm a big fan of DaVinci Resolve. I've said this like a thousand times. Yeah. Shout out to Creative by Ten and Film Letter for teaching me that thing. Uh, I like it. I won't say it's my favorite. I think I think it's in the top. So yeah. it's CapCut. If you're doing social media or you want to make videos for social media, CapCut is the best one. You can do it on your phone and you can directly like export it to the social media of your choice. Yeah. My favorite one by far is Adobe Audition because I love editing audio. It's easy. It's peaceful. It's, it's me and the headphones in front of the computer. It's lo-fi. I love it. I just love yeah. it. It's, it's Audition's my favorite. That's very interesting because I'm not a big fan of Audition myself. I know. But many people don't <laughs> like Audition. They just go to Audacity. Yeah. Well, it's not a case of... I don't. I mainly know audio softwares. The only real video or visual ones that I have experience with are iMovie, which was a long time ago. Legendary. And But now I'm working more with Final Cut Pro. Um, mm. And that's a re- that's really nice to sort of keep the... You know, it's not it's not too fiddly. You know, if you want to just chop something out of the edit um, for something visual, then you can do that and it won't sort of mess around. As long as you know some of the key commands for Final Cut, you're all right. Yeah. Um, when it comes to audio, oh, there's, I've worked with so many audio softwares, you know, sort of like Reaper, Audition, uh, Ableton Live, uh, Cubase briefly, but I think Logic does it for me. In a similar way to Final Cut Pro and iMovie, Logic Pro sort of stems from GarageBand, which if you've worked with before, that's cool. That's, that's a good way to get into sort of music production. Yeah. And while Logic is a music software, you know, just being able to sort of chop up audio nice and easily um, in a similar way to Final Cut, mind, um, that just, that's king for me. Every audio person I've asked, they love Logic. Yeah, Even if it's, it's yeah. Channel, everyone it's who's bliss. in music, especially, they love like Logic. It's, yeah. it's so, I, it's I so agree. easy to use. Yeah, I love it. Mr. Jackson? So I suppose... My first thing I ever edited in was Windows Movie Maker. I love Windows Movie Maker. Yeah, but it's it's. I mean, it's crap. it's it's great when you are a kid. When you're yeah. a kid, it's amazing. Yeah, it, when you're like 13, 15, this is the best editing software yeah, in the world. Yeah, it, it has the effects. You can add loads of contrast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and, I, and I've stuck. I've just used Windows Movie Maker throughout my whole career. <laughs> you hear that, clients? We edited in Movie Maker. No, like I think like. I think iMovie, I think that gets shit on a lot because I think iMovie is a really powerful software. For like beginner level, it, you know, if you want a video with like, you know, simple editing, tiny bit of bit of color, like say you've shot it on your mobile, you know, it's very easy software just to pick up and learn. So I recommend if you've got a Mac, you know, and you want to start editing, try that. Um, Final Cut is been the one I use the most. Um, up until now, like a few years ago, because Final Cut um, was on the Mac and I didn't have Premiere Pro subscription. And then I switched over to Windows and used Premiere Pro all the time. So I can use both softwares. I And I think they both have, I use them, like sometimes I would go do a video on Final Cut because there's certain things I want. Um, 
I would say Final Cut, I think, is my favorite, but I do like Premiere Pro a lot as well. Um, I do think like with Premiere Pro, because I'm so used to using it now in professional work, I will just continue to use that unless it's a product video. Um, because with product videos and like fast edits, there's this thing in Final Cut, and I'm sure you would know this, it's a magnetic timeline. Yes. So cut, oh, cut. Yeah, that's it just so close again. And yeah. if you are coming from <clears throat> Premiere, that will be really weird for you. You probably won't like it at start, <laughs> but if you're coming from Final Cut, you get you learn to use it, and honestly, it can make your workflow so much faster. It, it, it can, um, and particularly with auto rendering, it's got that as well. Yes, so it's oh, kind yeah, of rendering is good, and it works really well. If you have got an Apple system, Final Cut works really fast. Like I had a bad Apple, I had an old Apple laptop, and Final Cut like would hold up with a lot of projects. Mm. Um, and my other thing was Final Cut. I feel like a lot of times, um, so say with transitions, you can visualize because everything in Final Cut seems a, is a lot more visual. Like if you go in Premiere Pro, the menu's like, yeah, you know, you got like the pop ups, you got like swipe transition, mm. loads, of, and then you get like loads of transitions. And like today, I was editing and I wanted a transition, but I didn't know quite what I wanted. With Final Cut, if I was using that, I would be able to go f- through the list of transitions and see visually what they do to the footage. With Premiere Pro, you have to put that on yeah. the footage and then watch it. And it's just, you know, even though that's like only takes a little bit longer, when, when it's that bit shorter, it makes you so much more efficient. And it, there's a lot of things in Final Cut where I think this is more efficient. Like sometimes you don't have to do as much fiddling with making a transition because they've got loads of good automatic ones. Yeah. But um, Premiere Pro is, is also, they're both very powerful softwares. And I like the way Premiere Pro. I prefer Premiere Code's grading systems, like for color grading. Oh, yeah. sure, and sure. I like the way you can go from like, you know, it's like assembly, editing, color, graphics. I like that, how they put thought into that. But if I was doing a product video and I had Final Cut, I'll probably just do it in that. But like any interviews, I'm now doing like Premiere Pro because it's, you know, like they've got AI technology in there where you can resync a song. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Like so. So when you're working with music videos and things like that, is that where it com- that comes in quite a lot? Not particularly music because I don't edit their music when I work on it. But I say so. For instance, I was doing a little BTS video earlier. You might have seen it on my Instagram. Very good. Um, a lot of the time when I'm making that, the music is timed perfectly to that video. Now I used to have to either find something what was the length I wanted, like say a minute long or cut that song down and like edit it so it sounded like it ended not halfway through. And I'm not a musician. I find that quite hard. Um, it takes a lot of time, and sometimes it's not as good as it should be. But now if, um, there's this tool called Remix Tool, and it works in seconds. And all you've got to do, so say you've got a three-minute song, you just drag that song down to a minute, and it will automatically remix that song so it's a minute long amazing it's so efficient that's part of pro is it Premier that's pro. part of pro and it seems like that in premiere pro which really have you know also made me love it i just wish there was a thing in premiere pro where you could have a magnetic timeline and a thing in premiere pro where you could see transitions before you put them on yeah and it, i think that would be if if it, that would be the baby or final cut in premiere pro and i think that would be the perfect editing software the perfect spawn it's quite nice that if you are coming from premiere pro into final cut then you can also um disable it quite easily too with magnetic mm. timeline which yeah. is, is nice but being used to it for so long yeah. for working on videos over numbers of years i just i, I can't go back yeah. <laughs> i that, think that, if i open premiere pro now i'd probably have a mini fit that's what i mean like sometimes you don't need it sometimes you might stick some mm. products might you might not want it but like I want the option to have it always. I, I want it more than I don't. Um, and I just wish Premiere would put it in. You know, and I'm not sure. I, th- I think I, I get the visual transition one because that can slow down the software. But I think that should be an on-off thing. You know, yeah, just like, a little toggleable sort yeah. of, and or have a key command for it. Like in Final Cut, yeah. you can just press P, and then that will disable the um, magnetic timeline if you're cutting content out. Something yeah. like that would be really good and would yeah. mean that I could pick up Premiere Pro for my PC at home. As yeah. Well. And is that, the, thing what, nice. the thing what about Final Cut, like, I want that on my laptop. I, it's just not an option at me, for me at the minute because I my editing laptop, powerful laptop, it's not Mac though and I don't want to go around and... You can make like it a Mac 
by using certain ways in the Hackintosh it. Mm, but yeah. I'm not really keen on doing yeah. that. I think it's a lot of effort. And it like is. when Premiere Pro does loads of things I want, and I'm still going to always use that anyway, you know, making it get go going around the court, going above me on to get final cut for me, just is not something I would consider at this point. But if it was on Windows, I would definitely use both softwares. Yeah. One thing I've tried experimenting with in the past was, um, it's not really editing at all, but it's um, motion with Mac. Um, when I bought my, when I bought the Mac new back in 2018, it was part of the big sort of Apple software bundle, which mm. I mainly bought because I wanted a, a proper license for Logic yeah. uh, to sort of feature-proof myself. Um, but with that came Logic, Final Cut, which I knew was a video software. I didn't think I'd use quite as much until now, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but Motion was there too. And that was a, an interesting one to work with from a visual effects point of view, because I wanted to make visualizers for music at the time. Oh, um, so is Motion like the uh, Apple version of After Effects? I would imagine yeah. so. Um, yeah. I've not actually used After Effects before. I regretted it, but it's fine. <laughs> if, it's, if it's something you're using to create sort of visual effects or some oh, yeah. kind of CG, then uh, yeah, that's... It's the number one, yeah. That and Blender, that, then you go straight to yeah. That brings mm. a good topic. You mentioned something about you paid for a package, right? You paid. Yeah. I don't know how much. Do you know how much you paid? It was about... So it was when I was buying the Mac at the time, and it was an option on their website when i was yeah. when i was custom sort of um building it up yeah it was when i was building the mac and sort of picking the parts for it um that they offered you it was an optional thing it was a couple of, i think it was, it was about 200 to 300 pounds 200 300 pounds okay which for all that software when you know what you've got your hands on it's a really yeah. good deal yeah. um because either that or um but that was when i was buying the mac at the time and that was the only option i had to actually select for the option to be in oh, okay. so um because on its own logic pro is 200 pounds final cut pro is probably yeah. 400 is. 300 and you got logic you got fi- final cut motion logic. which is like an after effects mm. do you get any photo editing software i did but i can't remember the name of it it's not it wasn't just apple photos i'll have to search yeah. this up and i'll be back with you in a couple minutes because so, photoshop like has like a monopoly in the market I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but here's, he does, what, it really does. here's the thing so so, I mean, to plenty of interviews, they always ask, do you know Photoshop? I'm like, okay. Yeah, you, you just say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not sure. that I know it, but it's like, it's not the only software I know. Photoshop's one of the first advanced softwares I learned, so I'm very, like, versatile on it. But I, I like that they don't ask you, like, oh, do you know editing or Adobe Editing Suite or, or editing photographs? No, they just straight up, do you know Photoshop? Photoshop, you can edit videos on that, can't you? I'm like, yeah. um, it's all the same, but okay. <laughs> the thing with Photoshop is that it's taught in schools from quite a young age. Oh, yeah, um, it yeah. can be. Well, I remember there was the first time I'd learned about Photoshop was during a tech class in year eight of secondary school. So I was about 12 or 13 when we'd, as a group, sort of learn and put into workshop classes just to learn the basics of Photoshop. I mean, if you told me what is the software, like the software that everyone, like when they graduate school and they want to go into the business market and yeah. working and Anything you want to do in life, what is the editing software? It is Photoshop. Everyone asks yeah. for it, of course. I, I learned it by like making stupid things like posters about my mates being missing. Yeah, All stuff like that. Like <laughs> really <laughs> jokey stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, I want to sort of ask you guys a question because mm-hmm. um, you spent £300 for the whole editing package. At the time, yeah. Um, at the time. And I have Adobe... Uh, subscription and what do you think of like subscription editing software versus sort of like paying it Ooh, up and front up and front <laughs> I, yeah. i'm not gonna lie i agree <laughs> so I, I i'm not a fan of subscription based things when it comes to when it comes to software that is required for you to do well yeah. in a specific industry i'm not a fan of subscription bases at all yeah i'd much rather buy it's an upfront cost because it's a one-time investment that you're making uh for ten, you know, potentially for life yeah. Um, and with that, and I'm not going to lie, the amount of money I spent on all that software back in 2018 has already paid for itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was only four years ago uh, with subscriptions, you know, because they can add up as well. So if you're subscribed to multiple different things, multiple different softwares, you could be paying, what, £50 a month? Yeah, that's about yeah. right for Adobe. At yeah. the minute, we've got it on a student deal. So it's 20 because I brought it through Maddie. Um, so it's like £22 a month, which I will make back guaranteed every month through video work yeah. and editing. So I would make that money. But the thing is, I don't like the fact that if I stopped paying, I would lose access to that software. Yeah, I like that too. And yeah, you can just kiss your license to it goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get the whole away. thing like 
Adobe's really integrated as well. Oh, Adobe loves it. Like, they, they want, uh, <laughs> I, it's like they, lo- they do subscription for every single one of them and the full yeah. suite as well. So I'm like, the full suite, and that's what I got. And I think that's worth it because like, there's a one time I was editing my film, and I, I don't use Audition a lot, but I need to do some advanced audio stuff. Um, and what I could do is I could edit that bit, I could extract that audio to Audition, and it was like an option in, inside Premiere. And then it was extract back to, once you edit it, extract back to Premiere Pro. And it sort of weaved it automatically yeah. without me exporting anything. It just did it. It was like that it is was good. alive. Yeah. In it. I loved that. I thought that's smart. And the thing is, for me, it's like with software, as long as Premiere Pro and Adobe keep making their software better, I'm not hating them. Like I, I would rather you know, just have the software, but if they're going to keep making it better every month, I don't mind paying £20 a month for, a, you know, a monthly update, what make, you know, like the remix tool, yeah. like that's a massive update that's made my workflow so much better. Um, I don't know if Final Cut has as many updates as Premiere. I've certainly not been able to, working with Logic and Final Cut on a regular, I'll say you can't sort of flow between the two softwares as easy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's the one thing they have, the, the whole idea that it's a full suite, it's always like something that, they will have over everything else. And like Adobe doesn't need to, like it's a weird thing because like everyone buys Photoshop. So they don't actually have to sell you the whole creative suite. It's up to you. Uh, but as a guy who has the, the full Adobe suite, thanks to his university and his work, fun fact. Uh, mm. Yeah, I'm not going to force that, but yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and my internship is getting me to into Resolve, which fun fact is one large sum. It's not a subscription. I'm a big fan of that software. I'm not going to lie. It's like Premiere Pro and After Effects together. You can do both at the same time, but it doesn't have an option to go immediately to audition with audio and stuff like that. That's that stuff I've taken advantage in a lot of uni work, especially in uni work, because it's like so easy. I go into audition, I fix my audio, then I go into Premiere, fix my video, sync it immediately. It's, it's very good. And even like recently, I was doing After Effects. I had to jump between Premiere Pro and After Effects for um for a whole project. It was so seamless. It works very well. But yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of subscriptions because they add up because they're annoying. But if there's, yeah. no, if you know you're going to get your money out of it, okay, I'm like... Okay. Yeah, that, that's why it doesn't bother me too much, like 20 quid when I make you know more than that on every single video I do. It, it doesn't bother me that much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I would like the option to like pause subscription but keep the software without updates. Mm-hmm. I think that would be fair. I, I can understand that. I've just found out the other two softwares that were part of my bundle. So there were five that I'd bought at the time. Ooh, yeah. So you got Final Cut, Logic Pro, Motion. Um, one of them was Compressor. Oh, um, I know it is. It's good. I don't think I've ever used Compressor before. <laughs> um, if have, that's you, the photo-based yeah. one, is it? Yeah. And then the last is Mainstage, which I don't know if I've ever used either. I think it might <laughs> be. Uh, what um, it, You know what it might be? It might be, what is the Adobe equivalent of Canva? Um, Adobe Spot. Well, it's now Adobe Express. Yeah, so it might be. It, I mean, it might be the same thing. I Maybe. love that. I love that both mm. companies will give you something that you're like. You know, everyone goes to Canva, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's cheap. It's free. I use I use Adobe Express. I actually do have a Canva subscription. Yeah. For a VIP, I did it once, yeah. and I didn't. Uh, I didn't regret it because they have very good templates, and I can get my work done fast. Yeah, it's good. Like sometimes you just need to do that. And that brings us on to another question. Mm-hmm. So Fiverr, I want to talk about Fiverr. Oh, I like Fiverr. Fiverr. Uh, have any of you ever used it? I, I was really tempted to use it as yeah. like hire an editor. It, it, it sounds fun. Uh, have you seen the YouTube videos? That's how I learned the Fiverr. Yeah. You know, I like, hired this YouTube yeah, Fiverr creator. Yeah. I, this I is hired, what they made. Yeah, that's, that's the video I got for £10 for $5 and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's very funny. I've considered Fiverr be- before, um, and I've been told by countless people, yourselves included, to get a Fiverr account started up for voiceover, you should. You should. which yeah. I'm tempted to. You, know. you should. So I've made some We're going to help you with it. your reel because you're very good. You're too kind. Please. <laughs> so, like, you have to be very specific with what you do on Fiverr, like, to sell. Like, it's got to be like, I will make a product video for Amazon. And then if you could say, like, what type of products you do, like, say, I only do cosmetics, even better. Um, but the problem is, I've both been a seller and a buyer. And, like, mm-hmm. sometimes you're buying something, but you're not sure what quality you're going to get. Because mm-hmm. you, you might be talking to someone who's in a different time zone, doesn't speak the same language, mm-hmm. you know. So it's sometimes hard to get what you 
exactly want. Like I brought some logos once, which were good. They gave me some inspiration, but I didn't end ultimately I didn't end up using them. And as a seller, um it's good because it's like once you've set everything up, you don't really have to do anything. You could just respond to messages. But a lot of people on there want something really cheap. And like <laughs> and so this one time I made a product video for for someone who was just launching a product and he he, he he was he said to me like I want this video um to promote this I'll send you the product I was like yeah sure man like send it away I explained my process so he sent me this video and I had like different prices so and like music was an additional cost yeah so, yeah that's uh, how Fiverr is you have like yeah. three tiers and stuff like that so he brought like a lowest tier and I added some additional things in mm-hmm. um so I edited the video he didn't want music because he didn't want to pay for that. Mm-hmm. I edited this video and sent it to him and he was like, oh, thank you. And I sent him one with the music in as well, just say, and I sent that message. I've just sent one with the music in just so you can see it was music because it was a product video. So he got really confused um, and he was like, where's the other video? I was like, you've only brought <laughs> one video. So then he said, no, where's my other video? I'm not ha- happy. I was like, well, do you want me to change? Is there anything in this video you want me to change? I could re-edit it. I could, you know, if you want something reshot. And for what he was, what I was getting from the impression of him, like he wanted two videos when he only ever brought one. And I, he said, no, you, I brought two videos off you. And then he sends me a screenshot of a conversation he had with someone else. Oh my God. Saying, I will do <laughs> you two videos. And I was like, that is, is not me. That, not is, you. that is not the agreement you made with me. That is some, oh, look at, look at my name. And I sent him the agreement he made with me. And I was like, one video. I said, look, I can edit this. I can reshoot it. But you need to tell me if you, is there something you don't like about it so I can change it. Because I can't just like blindly redo yeah. something, you know, without any guidance. I could, and I felt like at this point, like the fact that I was just making us one. I felt like he was trying to get two videos yeah. for the price of one. It feels like he's trying to rip you yeah. off. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that does sort of worry me a little bit but one thing that i've learned about doing any kind of work for anybody uh, is properly watermarking your content regardless of whether it's video or if it's audio there are ways you can do it for audio files as well Um, but make sure that you've got that kind of watermarking because that's the best way i found to stop people from ripping you off pretty much so luckily with fiverr they prepay and then it goes into fiverr and then Mm. once you've delivered the product you press button to deliver um then it's done like you'll get the money and oh so they get, hold the money until the yeah. product has actually so, been so they delivered. have to buy okay. it before that you start work so at this mm. point he was like trying to he was saying get do me another video um actually and then he said cancel this one and we'll make and then i'll rebuy it and do it and you can do me another video i was like well no i can re-edit this one or reshoot bits of this one which essentially isn't at that limit as a stretch it is reshooting the video yeah but i need mm. to know what you want changed and he was like i'll cancel and so he was trying to like make me cancel the order and I just refuse. And eventually time runs out on the thing because you have a deadline because uh, you set a deadline and then that went off. So that means automatically I get the money. I said, look, I've delivered the video. If you want any changes, um, you can have them. But like I've had to deliver because you've not actually told me what you wanted changing. Oh, and again, I think it was he wanted a free video. That's what he wanted changing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I went on his, I found, I found, you know, I found where he was posting it, and I saw he had posted the video once he had it. So he was obviously just wanted an extra one for free, yeah, and that's exactly. the impression I was getting. If, if he's if he's disappointed with the work, then he's either that would yeah. be less inclined to sort of put it up. You know, if you're more than happy to sort of share it, um, you know, the work that you've produced, yeah. then just goes to show that that's you know that they're just chatting pure shit and not i'm not day. gonna lie this was cheap like i wasn't doing this i can't remember was it like 30 quid maybe yeah, yeah for all right yeah like especially mm. for video work people turn to way more yeah i know and this was all i was doing this for was just to test out fiverr yeah and mm. stuff i was like i wasn't particularly bothered about the price and all that i was like i want to get some sales so i can boost my thing but i've i've gone away from it now i don't i don't think i want to use it because you get I feel like when you go talk to someone in person or, you know, you have a relationship, you over text, you can get discrepancy, you get disappointments. But I do ultimately think that if it is a good thing, if you want some extra money and if you can get a decent client. 
Yeah, as a yeah. good side hustle. Yeah. It's, it. it's good something for the side. Yeah, you should actually. Have you, have you used Fiverr before then, Evan? I or? haven't because I am very known to like uh, my, I don't know how can I explain it because like my strongest shoot is, maybe I should actually try it because my strongest thing is writing scripts. So maybe I could do it. I don't, like I can write a script in, a, in an hour if I want to. Uh, but I'm like, I, I've never thought of sharing my own scripts. So that might be a good test. Where I put some of my scripts. If someone is interested, I'll do a script. You want a short film? I'll do a short film. I, I'll have something for something longer. Okay, guys, we're gonna do a challenge. Oh. We're gonna do okay, a special later on in the year where we all join Fiverr for like <laughs> a week or a month, and after that we uh, we come on here live and we say our impressions, what happened. We have screenshots and stuff like that. So what we all we're all on Fiverr for a certain amount of time, like yes. a challenge, and then. Yeah. At the end of it, we all share our, our experience. So yeah, how do you so feel like funny. that? Are we buying or selling? <laughs> no, we're selling. That's the funniest thing. Selling. You're selling. gonna be doing videos. I'm gonna be doing scripts. You're gonna be doing voiceovers. Yeah, I, I could sell sell voiceover or, or jingle work. I really like doing as oh, well. Yeah. Whether that's creating the actual thing from start to finish or just doing video. I'm gonna make a prediction. Yeah, I think it might be different for you. I think mm. for me and you, video and scripts. Yeah. I think we're gonna find that people want us to be really, 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 really cheap. Yeah. Very saturated. Yeah. And we might not make any sales. <laughs> I think voiceover though, I think for you, is a bit less saturated for voiceovers. There's yeah. only so much you can do with a voiceover because there's a certain effect you can yeah, do yeah. with audio to enhance it. You know, you can sort of if it's someone's a bit loud at the mic, you can sort of compress it a little bit. Um and that sort of thing. You but, say that until the crazy customer comes and is like, why are you sounding British? Don't be British. I'm like, <laughs> Should have laid that out in the product description that you wanted. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's, it's horrible it when fun. someone doesn't give you all the information you need. Yeah. And they surprise you with something halfway through production. And then you're like, oh, I wanted this. And it's quite a major part of what you're yes. doing without re without them realizing it. Just saying, that's going to be cool. If you're in for the challenge, I'm all in. It's a major setback, but you know, if someone's doing a voiceover, like if I'm doing a voiceover for someone, mm -hmm. for instance, uh, and they wanted a two-minute script with, if it's for an advert, for instance, mm -hmm. for a car or something like that, um, you know, product description. You're given a brief information about the car that they want to get to the seller, uh, and then halfway through, they go, "Oh, we wanted it to be a really plain tone." Like you go for an expressive delivery of your lines, and they go, "We wanted it to be really plain." Uh, like midway through while you're working with yeah. it in post you're like uh, now i've got to re-record the entire thing i've got to get someone in to engineer that again it's such a pain in the ass it's gonna be a cool challenge though just saying good content that would be mm. fun and that would what that'd be something that you share on filmmakers yeah. see um, uh, we, we're already looking forward to do like a podcasting course yeah yeah uh, and we're looking at different ones that exist we found one through linkedin so we might go to that one because we want, we want to do stuff and just see the challenges. It's very funny. I like it. That could be good. Fun. I like stuff like that. Yeah. I, I'm looking to try and um, increase my editing skill. And so mm -hmm. with, with Filmmaker's Hour as well is one of the things. I mean, as you can see, we have a green screen now. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got a dog walking above us. Yes. Oh my, right is that there. an explosion? Oh my God. Oh my God. Michael Bay. <laughs> Tom. No, I want a picture of Michael Bay. Tom, I know this is going to be amazing. Oh my God. Is that a bald eagle? Oh my God, John Gibbs! Is that a picture of you over my head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it seems I've got a busy day in the booth. <laughs> Why is there so many Evans in this room? Oh my God, <laughs> the room is full of Evans. <laughs> oh, uh, I can't fantastic. wait to see this. <laughs> no, I can't wait to get this all put together. <laughs> this will be fantastic. Um, but no, with Fiverr, you know, I've never used Fiverr before, but whether it's for this challenge that you're thinking of or just yeah. in general, just start off my year. I think, be quite good. I think it's worth a shot. Like easy. I think the thing is like when you're, when I was writing out like my product descriptions, it gives you an idea of like, you have to give a price. You have, yeah. and like, obviously you set your lowest price or low. So you get sales, but like you set your medium price and you know, your higher prices, like prices you actually want to get. Um, so you, and you have to think about what your product is. And I think that's always a good thing if you're going to go freelancing, even if you're just doing it as like an exercise. I imagine it'd be quite good because if you are looking to do something and you're not like freelance, as you said, and you're not really familiar with how to operate yourself as a business in the creative industry, I think for websites like Fiverr could be really good for that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So talk about editing. Yeah. What do you guys think about editing suites? Like, 
more of a question like, what's your dream editing room? Ooh, I like that. I like that because I love yeah, rooms. Yeah. <laughs> now I am that Just weirdo. Rooms in general. No, I am that rooms? weirdo that like scrolls through his uh, TikTok or Instagram, and I, the moment I see uh, gaming setups, I'm like, I love this room so much. <laughs> I, oh yeah, I'll go first because it's easy for me. I just love LED lights. <laughs> I love the fancy chairs yeah. that they have. And I mean, okay, I think I speak for everyone. We need more than one screen, right? Am I the only one who, in the dream setup, I should have at least three dual screens. Yeah, dual monitors all the way. I would go three. Yeah, I'd, three. I'd like to have, you know, um, where you see racing sims um, mm-hmm. and, and videos of like the ultimate racing sim setup. Something like that, where you've got a panoramic view around you of multiple different things that you're working on, and the, you're sat in your, your chair in the middle. You're sort of and you're swiveling from the left. You've got you've got filmmakers hour, and mm-hmm. you've got an audio take for it on the right hand side, and mm-hmm. something like that. We've got a workstation that you feel very much a part of mm-hmm. would be quite cool. Um, but for sure, at least something where my dream suite probably a decent couple of sets of speakers. You know, like a couple of the studios we have in here. Uh, Decent set of monitors and Obviously. an analog desk. And you know what? Uh, st- a desk that stands up, favorite thing for me. Be able to press a button and it goes up. Sometimes you're tired of sitting down. You want to edit while you're standing. Yeah. And I think that most people don't think, very good microphone. Well, and and it's a very adjustable good desk. And adjustable desk. And a good mic. And a good mic because it's like, if I can have like, like if I can do, that's my dream, doing a, a press a button and start recording something. For a guy who works in the radio, podcasting, and all that stuff, and even doing social media, I just hate how I sometimes need to book a studio, go to the studio physically, then go physically somewhere else for the editing. I want it all in one room. I want the camera to be behind me. Eh, okay, I want the set. Oh, no, you know the camera behind the monitors. Set up completely. So in 2019, I actually had, um, we had like a, me and some of the freelancers had like a little office space. Oh. Big mm-hmm. office space, actually, because part of the building was derelict. So. We had this upstairs place, which was derelict, but we could do photo shoots in. And me and a few of my freelance friends. So they was in one room. There were some other people in the other room. And then me and two of my friends um, who were a bit older than me, who were all in this other room, which was the kitchen as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was like a big space. And he had like a little conference room, a bit bigger than this. And he made a really, my friend made a really good edit. So he had like a sofa in there with a TV. That's he had loads cool. of like, alley, loads of LED lights. Aww. He painted all the walls. It was black and gray, I think. Triple monitors. You know, it was a really nice room. And I sometimes, used, he let me go in there. Um, me and Maddie used to watch films in there at night. And I had like a desk outside. And this is when I was starting out freelancing. So I didn't have as much money. So I had like, I had one monitor, which was like a good one. And then I had one monitor, which was like a TV with zebra print on it, mm. which didn't really work. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, so like my editing setup was good, but it was nice. The thing I really liked was having space what was outside of my home, but was still mine. Like it wasn't like, you know, your bosses, so they're looking over your shoulder because I hate that. Yeah. You know, it was like a space where I could separate my, you know, my freelance work from my home life and like, have that space and the space to walk was important because you know how you say you want to stand up yeah. sometimes every so often you want to stand up grab a coffee and you know you can have a meeting but if i was to do it all over again i would love to have like a nice wooden desk this time i'd love to have three monitors i'd love i would like a keyboard with the premier shortcuts oh, yeah, i showed you yeah. so good you showed me so good but oh, i would nice. love like a little area to um do podcasts in and like yeah, as like nice. like i love the demon fm radio station and i'd love to take inspiration from that and build that like on a budget inside an office if i ever got the chance to rent a place out again you never so know what something like h3 or joe rogan where they've got that yeah spoke space for it that would be quite cool yeah. actually joe rogan has one of the coolest studios i've ever seen bruh when he just put a lot of money in it but god damn yeah because you want everywhere to have posts so you want your editing area you want your sort of meeting area and then you want your sort of like podcast like radio station area and then you can go from bit to bit and bit throughout the day and you want like a gear room and somewhere where you can actually shoot videos and like photos. Yeah. But you want it to be spacious. You want a, you don't want anything crammed. You want everything spacious. And I have this weird thing. I don't know if you guys have this. Um, I don't like any more desk facing a wall. I like the desk facing the room. Now. Oh, I like that. I like that. Uh, and yeah. a window. You know, like I like to be. I like big windows. 
desk space in the desk space in the room. Um, because my sister's got a really nice where she lives. She has like this upstairs room, and her lights outside of the street lights are tungsten light ones, like you'll see in like a old city. Oh, nice. And it's so nice. And she's spun her desk round, so it's like in the room. And I, I just found it like a bit more, you, you know, I just found it a bit easier to work there. I don't yeah. know what it was. I, I think it's more a case of when you're working at a desk and you've got a vision of a wall in front of you. If you're looking up from your monitor, you just see wall. But then yeah. when you've got the desk facing external space, if you have it facing like a living area or a window outside or something, the, you know, there's something else going on as opposed to just wall. Yeah, and also like this it, is used yeah. to take your eyes will automatically take a break no matter what you're looking on. Yeah. You cannot look at one thing all the time. Also, that would be very weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, but, oh, oh no now i want to see our faces go doing this behind us but, so but like it's it's perfect instead of seeing a wall to see something different and your eyes take a break and it's beautiful yeah dream dream scenario uh, and a window looking to the sea and that, and that, i suppose that's one of my biggest issues at the minute because i've since covid we we lost this office space because it became student accommodation it's opposite odd bar oh really? that yeah oh, that big that? building wow. amazing got yeah. it and honestly 120 a month it, mm. and for me that's, it was like that's really cheap what uh, for the whole whole space yeah so i, I te- technically i was renting a desk but obviously i could use the whole space it was the the guy operated was you know not in the city and he was like pretty chill as long as he got his you know rent and for me that was cheaper than buying a flat so i was like i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that and like focus on my career oh, um, that's nice idea. i like you editing you took freelancing to yeah. the next level and yeah, and it was cheaper than getting a student accommodation. Of course. <laughs> and that's a, and that's the secret here. Um, so if you see us in LTB yeah. Depot or in the yeah. Phoenix uh, workplaces, workspaces in the Phoenix Square, you know why we're there. We're all there with <laughs> sleeping bags. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? That would be cool. I would love it. First I, I had a bit of cardboard on the floor and I sometimes slept under the desk. Because <laughs> I, I, I didn't just, I'll be honest, like, I didn't just use it as... A studio i would use it to have meetings with people oh that's cool and like meetings with my girlfriend um so we'll just like chill there like we'll go around town then we'll go get some have our dinner there and then i might do a bit of editing then you go home it, it was just a really good space and i really want something like that because at the minute i'm just in my um in my maddie's flat and you sort of like because you wake up there and then you walk to the desk and sometimes for me and it's like if it's messy particularly you don't want to do clean up as soon as you start editing. I, I like that separation of having somewhere else to go, which is like where you can get sort of in that sort of mindset where you feel like yeah. I'm not just like living in my room all the time. I'm going somewhere and doing something. Yeah, very much. Well, like when last year I did a bit of work um, for a remote call center, yeah. and, but I was in a studio flat then at the time as well. Yeah. So because of that, I very rarely left um, my flat because it was getting up and work is two meters away. Oh, and there's yeah. not that, there's not really that drive to do anything, even though I'm working yeah. from home, like I was I, less motivated to I, do it. I felt the same thing. I, I had a call center, same thing with uh, during COVID and I hated that job because I'm sorry, there was no motivation getting up from bed. But yeah. as a guy who has been the resident office guy, I've been to yeah. so many offices. I love <laughs> it. I just love it. I love, you hate it at the start. Maybe you haven't had too much sleep. You had a difficult night. It doesn't matter. The moment you are there, it's perfect. Like that, I literally work in another city as well. So a lot of times I'm like, I'm exhausted. I hate this and all that stuff. And the moment I step into the studio, I'm like, yeah, baby. Like the energy. <laughs> I don't know out. who has that motivation when going to work apart from effort. No, it's like, <laughs> I'll, be it's, I'll be honest. I do derive my energy from people. So if I work with the proper people, you will see the proper energy out of me. That's the thing, because everyone's going to that workspace as well yeah. most of the time. If you're in an office with a couple of people, yeah. uh, or just a separate space, it puts you into a different mindset mentally as well. It's been close. Yeah, so like with me particularly when we had this office, I was in sort of with in a room with people who were my friends, but we all met through local film community. Mm-hmm. And we all had the mm-hmm. same mission, you know, we all wanted a freelance view video. And that's really good because it's not like having a manager there who's, so, which is, if you work with a company, that's fine. But um because we're all freelance, it's like having like people who are sort of like in the same boat as you. And it's like, you're not in your room on your own. You actually got people to go talk to you. You say, oh, what approach you're working on? And sometimes you actually, you get some work through that. Yeah, you can either work through them or you get advice or yeah. Uh, yeah, learn some skills. But it's, and it's just nice yeah. having a chat. Cause, yeah. uh, cause, because you're all, because none of you are under, you, you're all your own bosses and you're all just driving to do what you want to do. 
that yeah. being just video work and, and a freelance and you know, potentially full-time career prospect. Oh, yeah. Because of that, you know, you've all got a similar drive and you're all willing to sort of learn from each other and go through that experience together. I th- yeah. yeah. I found that could be really important. Also, when it's like, when it's with like co-friends, you can have a few beers in there as well. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. As a guy who's very friendly in all of his offices, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I have the same thing with both my work and my internship. I just love going to the office. I think it, just the change of scenery just yeah. makes a lot of things. Particularly when it's a nice office. Like I, oh, yeah. I, I worked at John Lewis and like it wasn't anything video-wise, it was just retail. But their staff room was really nice. It was really thought out. <laughs> I had the weirdest experience yeah. of my life recently. I finished work early. So I said, you know what? I'll just chill in the staff room. It's cold outside. It's also boring. What can I do with Birmingham? So I'm just chilling there. I'm eating. I'm in the, well, people know already. I'm in the BBC building, right? Chilling on the area. And I'm just watching BBC. I put Doctor Who on. And I was just watching Doctor Who for like a couple of hours. Two hours passed. I didn't even realize. And I was like, what am I doing? What is this? Chilling in the staff room. It was so good, though. It's a very nice staff room. We, we have like a, a, a big balcony. So you can see outside. So it's very nice. It's very yeah. nice. And also, shout out to uh, Created by 10 and Film Lester, which is my internship. We also have a very nice office. And we're all coffee addicts, fun fact, in that office. So we have like an espresso machine. We destroy that thing, okay? (laughs) You will (laughs) see us. It sounds awful to be the espresso machine. No, that's the whole point. Not not like, you know, using it a lot. That's what I mean. (laughs) I know my espresso. I'm Mediterranean. I know my espresso, okay? Turn them into Italian. But you've got so, to have, you've got to have a separate editing space, though. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I don't think it's I think it makes you a bit more lazy if you do stuff from home. In personal yeah. opinion, that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just been. It's easy to watch YouTube videos sometimes. You have to have some. See? You have to have some dedication. It's why on my Mac I don't have. If mm. I'm working on um, projects. I I'm not connected to the internet. I do that when all. I write. When I write scripts and stuff like that, I disconnect from the internet and I usually take my phone off the internet as well. Yeah. I haven't uh, actually tried that one myself, but... I'd re- if, you're, if you're struggling to keep it, if you're yeah. on one device and you sort of, you saunter onto YouTube or anything like that yeah. or Facebook, I, I find it be a really good way because you're, you're limiting yourself to that access and you, you can only focus on the projects that you're on your local device. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit tricky if you're getting things from like WeTransfer. <laughs> that's a yeah, bit that's difficult. what I mean. Like, like sometimes I'm like searching for assets online. I don't know how I could mm, whack on my internet. <laughs> But I suppose if you're like doing your graphics part and you've you've got everything, you know, you, it might be worth a shot. That yeah, it's a good idea. Exactly. So this has been a cool episode. Uh, we love everyone, but yep. uh, me and Tom need to go to uh, radio show, Busy radio show, Santels, uh, the drive. But I would like to say I love this episode. I love our guest. Yeah. He's the best editor ever. You're, you're too kind, Eddie? but it's been it's been great being on the show, boys. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been awesome. Thank you for being on. Yeah, you've you're very well technically the, the first. Shot. Yes, uh, you're technically the first official guest we had Chuck and Ria on, but like the episode, yeah. like the things were corrupted, so we couldn't use it. Oh no! But it happens. Well, oh, the, the audio's gone. That huh? episode, what the Jack and Ria episode doesn't exist. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I'll explain to you later. Oh, but, okay. Uh, as I said before, we will be back on the next episode, and of course, we have to do something before we do yeah. the suit soap. Uh, should we do it? No, we will. We won't, they won't be able to listen. Let's come wearing, closer to the I, I can't. I can't. I can't stand up. I'm wearing jeans. I'm wearing jeans. I'm wearing jeans. I can't do that. To end this episode properly, in classic filmmakers hour yeah. uh, fashion, on the count of one, like I'm gonna go three to one. Okay, on yes. the count of three, one to three, we need to tell the people to go make the movie. Okay? We do. We do. One. Two, three. Go make the movie. Go edit the movie as well. Go edit the movie. Go edit the movie. Thank you all for listening. See you in the next one. Love you, people. Bye. Thank you all.